heard my story. Um, I was sick with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. So about in 2015, when I was at my lowest point, physically, mentally, emotionally, I will never forget laying in bed, just wishing there was someone I could talk to. Anyone that would understand how I was feeling, how I was feeling not only with the sickness, but inside. Someone that could relate to me. Hi, thank you for joining. And someone that could just be comforting and empathetic or someone that was even going through the same thing and could be like, yeah, I get it, you know? And 2015, I was not really on social media. Um, it was like kind of, you know, new and I never thought about posting or doing anything like that. I was really just in my, in my house with my family, my immediate family. And I was out on disability. I was so, so sick. I couldn't work. And it was, it took everything in me to just be able to do the dishes or do the laundry. And if I wasn't required to do a task around the house, I would be in bed and I had no energy and I was just done. So I spent six months straight in bed like this and dreaded having to get out of bed. And I had multiple panic attacks a day, anxiety off the charts. And that was also a part of my debilitating situation was everything I did put me in a panic attack. Um, so I cried a lot. I just cried and I just felt so, so, so alone. I remember one day I was so angry and tired of feeling alone. I'd heard about this blogging thing that you could do. And I said, I'm going to research it and I'm going to start a blog and I'm going to call it, I hate my thyroid. And I'm going to just start journaling out how I feel. So people, so maybe, you know, I can reach other people and find some other people that were in this, my same shoes. And I actually did start that blog. I remember literally setting it up. I wrote the title and I was just angry. And it was a outlet for me to release because I didn't have anyone to talk to you. And then the second part of that story that I'll tell you another time is when my brother was released from prison and he ended up getting shot and killed by the cops a year later. So um, I wanted to focus right now on these feelings of aloneness. Part of what I do every day is I jump in my DMs and I just check on you guys and I say, hi, hi, how are you? How are you feeling? How are you doing? How's life? How are you? How's it going? And so many of you tell me every day, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, I'm alone. The word alone constantly is getting repeated to me in my DMs. And I'm thinking, no, 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 I don't want you to feel alone. I'm here for you. Why is this still happening? You know, I'm thinking, why are women still feeling so alone? We have so much social media and hashtags and groups and all these ways to talk to each other. And yeah, sure, they, they help 
it, it's so nice to read someone else's post and you're like, oh, I totally get it. And you can write them a comment and you have that interaction and it's sweet and it's cool. And some people, like I've even made friends on Instagram um, who are in the same situation and we would talk on the phone and what an amazing relief that has been over the years. But I still am hearing it daily. I feel so alone. And I just got to this point where I was like, this is bullshit. I'm not gonna let this happen anymore. I'm going to use my social media as a platform to, to help women come together as a thyroid community to stop this aloneness. And I realized that a part of the feeling of alone was because we're not live with each other. We don't, the posting and everything, that's great and I love it, but you really need to feel each other. You need to see each other. You need to hear how our tones and our body language, you know, the, the actual human interaction, this is what can help. So I've decided to use my social media as the platform, as a middleman to be able to connect everyone together in this way. So what I've decided to do is I just want to ask you beautiful, amazing thyroid warriors to come on live with me and just simply share your story because stories are powerful, you guys. And what we're going through, you don't know this or you might not realize, but someone else is also going through the same thing. I know this for a fact because I hear it all day long. I'm going through this. I feel like this. I have that. I have this symptom, that symptom. You actually all are very much in the same boat, but because you're not like me talking to each other every day, you don't necessarily see it. So I thought, wow, what a great way to help bring us closer as a community, forge friendships, forge connectedness by you just sharing your story. And then someone else was like, oh, wow, I, I have that going on too, you know? And then maybe I'm hoping you guys can even like reach out to each other and message each other and say, thank you so much for sharing your story. That really, you know, helped me and you guys can become friends. So I have nothing but amazing, great intentions out of this series, and I know it's going to help, and I know it's going to heal, even, even emotionally. So um, I put a post out last week, I launched this, and I did a story that day, asked for volunteers, an amazing woman volunteered to come on and share her story with you guys today. Um, actually a couple of you did. So, um, I was overjoyed by the response and people that are willing to do this. So I am going to bring on our first guest today to kick off the Thursday thyroid talk series. And we just need to get Natasha on. So Natasha, if you could just send me a request to join live. All I gotta do is accept it, and we're good to go. There you are, good job. Okay. I'm so excited. There you are, Hi. yay! Hi, Sarah. Hi, Hi. nice to meet you. Warmly. You too. <laughs> So, so good to hear you. I uh, see you. Wait, I got to turn up my volume really fast. Okay. 
All right. So, um, wow. Wherever you are, it looks beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. California. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So why don't we just start off with um, you introducing yourself. Tell us um, maybe a, a little bit about yourself and then we could just dive into your story of your thyroid situation and what's going on with sure. you. Sure. My name is Natasha. I live in Bakersfield, California, and I was diagnosed with Graves' disease in 2018. Um, so it's kind of an interesting journey um, and kind of frantic how it happened in the beginning. I began with panic attacks like you, um, rapid heartbeat. Um, anxiety was not something new to me, so um, I kind of tapped into that early and I just kind of thought, well, you know, I'm hunkered down, I'm having some anxiety. Um, for about a year prior to this um, diagnosis, I was eating a vegetarian, uh, plant-based lifestyle, and I was doing it cleanly. And then I, um, over the course of nine months or so, I began eating a lot of soy, soy-based products. And um, then I began re losing weight rapidly. So I, I kind of lost about 10 pounds after cutting um, meat from my diet and that seemed about average nothing shocking but then towards the 9 10 11 month mark i began dropping weight like it was just falling off off of me i went in and had my labs checked and my doctor found out that i had um a thyroid problem and that was causing my heart rate to elevate so they um, sent me to an endocrinologist and i this is begins the journey of self-advocacy. I, mm -hmm. I was introduced to a doctor who was uh, convinced I was looking for pain medication. And I don't know if it was because, I was frantic, I was shaking, my heart rate was resting at about 169, 150 to 169 on average, just sleeping, I would wake up at a marathon rate of my heart. Um, so I had some mixed diagnoses in the beginning. They were telling me it was my heart. They were insinuating that I was looking for pain medication. Um, I fired that doctor and mm -hmm. found a new doctor. And that's when I began my journey. So I was not res uh, responsive to the um, medication for my thyroid. It was not slowing me down. I was at such a hyper state um, that we did uh, radiation. Prior to that, I initially asked my doctor, look, you know, I've changed my diet for the last year. I'm about, I'm eating a lot more soy. Is there, can any of this be connected? Like I'm very in tune with my body. And she kind of laughed and snickered and said, no, you know, you don't have that much control in your body, which was very much opposing to my own natural beliefs. But um, in our society, we have a, a thing with authority and we believe and trust in our doctors. And then I just hit the road running. And so we went right into um, the radiation treatment, uh, the iodine radiation treatment for my thyroid. And so I no longer have a thyroid. So I left Graves or I left hyperthyroidism and now I am hypothyroid. Um, it took about a year before I reached the state of hypo. That's how hyper my thyroid was. And when they burned out my thyroid with radiation, there was still all kinds of hormones built up in there and it was still releasing. So um, they kept telling me, you don't have any function. 
but I kept spiking hyper and every time I'd get medication, it was too much. It's just an odd, odd, um, confusing time and isolating. Um, in the very beginning. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what the radiation therapy is like and how that Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when I did the radiation therapy, um, you go into, um, you go into a radiologist and they give you a pill that you're not supposed to touch it in any way. They come out with all these really big, scary gloves and um, then you put it in your body. They won't even touch the medication with their own hands. They're completely gloved. It's because it can get through your skin. And then for a week, you have to be quarantined. Um, so this was even before our quarantine. I was quarantining um, because even my, my puppy, my dog, my preppers, I couldn't touch her because it the radiation can it comes out of your body so um you, you have to use just little you know just to throw away your utensils and you can't share and eat food i was kept in my room um and then i don't know that i felt it was it was such a horrible time i was feeling so horrible that i don't really know how what the difference was it just felt awful like i, I couldn't sleep wasn't sleeping I didn't sleep for about a year. Um, I was throwing up all of the time. Um, so you went through the radiation it, for a year? Well, it you just take that, it's a week, but that process of, 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 of healing from that radiation, because I was at a hyper state, so the radiation, what it does is it takes your thyroid and it shrinks it down. So I have the tissue there and it's, squeezed down almost like a raisin but while it was squished in this way there was still the hormones and it was still kicking off my pituitary gland so I was having the the brain fog and the, uh, I couldn't keep my my thoughts I'm, I'm experiencing hypothyroidism as we speak so I'm, I'm also having some brain fog but I, I you know my words weren't correct I couldn't Get, get my train of thought. I'm a sign language interpreter. I work in education. Um, I was interpreting lectures for students and I was having difficulty with my memory. I was having difficulty with um, loss of my second language at the time. Um, it was just really challenging and, and alone. And you, you're so confused and your body's experiencing so much, but yet you look like, you look fine. You look like a healthy person. You're not, you're not missing anything visibly and I myself am an active woman and I I push myself and I work really hard and for me to be laid out and not able to work was really um, another layer of isolation that you have yeah. to work through it's yeah. hard to explain to somebody that today I woke up and I can't walk <laughs> I, I don't know what's tomorrow but today I woke up and every muscle in my body is is tight cramping so much my joints hurt I get on um on-site arthritis when I'm mixing my thyroid as many I'm sure you have experienced that um it it, it lays you up and when you're a person on the go even if you're not just not being able to have your day-to-day -day, wake up get out of bed and do my normal routine you, it's just it's startling then you lose sleep through all of this and you've already got some brain fog and yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, much like you, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to ask. I wasn't feeling trust with my doctors. And I, I sought um, some help through the internet. 
And I thought, well, what if I searched a hashtag thyroid? So I searched thyroid and Graves disease and I found a, a friend in all of this in the very beginning of my journey. And so when I, again, I'm experiencing something new with my thyroid, I, I started searching again and that's how I found you. I uh, initially found a friend who lived in Florida and the reason why it was so important for me, albeit nerves, um, to do this is because when I was throwing up in the middle of night, two, three, four in the morning, I was, you can't tell people, who are you gonna call? You're just sitting here in your pajamas, just miserable. And I got on and I hashtag thyroid, Gray's disease. And I found a girl living in Florida, hunched over her sink in the bathroom with her phone right there. And she was wiping throw up from her face. She was in a pink robe and it was, her eyes were, and I just looked at her and I'm like, that's me. That, that's me. I know that girl. I feel her. I feel her pain. I know what she's experiencing. And that was the first time I cried. Well, a lot of crying happening today, but I cried. It was the first time I could felt like someone else understands me. And I messaged her. We've been friends ever since. And that's just a testament to the isolation that you feel. And it sucks because you get so depressed because this is a hormone disease. And, and I mean, you're getting so anxious and so depressed and the anxiety is causing the depression and it's, it's just this perpetual cycle. And on top of feeling that, you, you don't have control of your own thoughts and then, and then you feel alone. So having someone who can go, oh, that's not, that's not craziness. That's your thyroid. Oh, you're not insane. You haven't lost your mind. That's your thyroid. Oh, that feels really good. You know, we need more community like this. So I appreciate yeah. you having us and having the space for us. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. And so, thanks so you current. for being yeah. here. You know, one of the first things when I opened up my coaching session the first thing I tell my client is you are not crazy, you are not lazy, you are not weak, and you are not defective. Mm -hmm. And just, I remember the first time I heard it's so powerful words. because that's all you can think of is being defective. Yeah. And I, I, I will never forget the first time I heard that. I sobbed. It's that powerful. So, um, so going back, yes. I really loved what you said about um, your doctor and how you said I am, you know, that's when I first learned self-advocacy. Um, that right there is a big struggle with this situation as well is um, the amount of doctors that you have to go through and the amount of, I mean, it's called gaslighting, you know, that we experience and I love that you said I fired that doctor and I got a I got a new one um, that's one of the big things that I also empower I try to empower my um, everyone on is is that you hired this doctor you can also fire this doctor you know you don't have to be abused right. or feel like you're not heard or or made to feel bad right. or insulted or any of the you know nightmare stories that we hear all the time that are, yeah. are people are being told um yeah. so 
this doctor, this doctor told me, um, you know, I'm not going to write you a prescription for painkillers. So if that's what you're looking for, go see your primary, which you have as a problem with your heart. And so I was seeing my heart doctor and my heart doctor told me what I had was a problem with my thyroid or maybe, yeah. maybe it was psychological, go get some psych meds. Um, they started giving me beta blockers, which expedited the depression. I was having suicidal thoughts. I went into that heart doctor and I told him, you know, this is giving me suicidal thoughts. Bye. The grace of God, I have a wonderful family who is supportive. I have the wherewithal to know. I recognize my own depression growing up. I recognize that this was outside of me. I recognize that these were not my thoughts. So I went to that doctor premising, I have a strong support system. I understand that I'm not going to act on this, but my brain, something's going on. It's telling me to jump out of this. I need help, and I think it's this medication. He shooed me off. I have a surgery to go to, and I... I I just couldn't believe after vocalizing that, that the man would walk away from me. Um, and then I, I later found out, you know, some business, dirty business, the thyroid doctor was in married to that cardiologist. And I was going back and forth between both offices for about six months. And that's not cheap. It's not cheap. And I realized, you know what? I'm, pay I'm paying, <laughs> I'm paying these people. I've hired these people. And now I forevermore will approach um, my doctor's appointments as an interview. And if you don't qualify for me to pay you to take care of me, then I'm not, then this is it. You know, um, I have a new journey now with my thyroid. I went in and on, I had been about six to eight months of level, you know, leveled out with the, um, level thyroxine. I'm taking 75 micrograms. I'm very, very sensitive to it. So every time I go up, I only go up five to 10 micrograms maybe so um i'm at a state of hypothyroidism so i'm switching alternating between 75 and 88 because they wanted to give me 88 and i, I told the doctor no you know i that's i know my body that's too much i'll alternate it and get myself there but it just my advice to people is a journal when i you know i have had two friends now who have experienced this um after me and i always tell them to journal everything write everything down because you have the state of forgetfulness you have this state of brain fog you're in so much pain some days that you know i just couldn't think i was writing down everything and then everything the doctor was telling me i was writing it down and you can sift through that you can go back on it later you, you don't have to think about it right then it's overwhelming but have it and and i call them on it that's not what you told me the last time i've written it down you know, we need to come up with a better or a different plan. That's not working for me. I tried that for three months and now here I am. You know, so my biggest advice for people is to obviously self-advocate, number one. And what does that look like? It looks like um, being organized as best as you can for yourself. Journal, keep your labs, compare your labs, and don't always trust the labs. Um, I never look to my numbers before um, I know something's up with my thyroid. I look internally. And yeah. um, that brings me to my next thing. And I am not a doctor, so I can't say. But in my experience, um, when they began giving me Xanax and antidepressants and um, medication for my joints, which are all really lovely things separately, if that was just the issue that I had, but those were band-aids 
and all of those those experiences those problems that i was having were signals for me and that's how i knew to look inward so they kept giving me these prescriptions and i'm like you know what i'm not going to take these things i need to know if i'm feeling depressed i'm hypo if i'm feeling so anxious i'm having too much medication i'm hyper if i'm not go if i don't have bowel movements if my which is another thing that's very difficult to talk about um libido and um bowel movements like hello two major things that are affected by our thyroid and i mean such taboo topics do you want to get online in front of the whole whole wide world and talk about that I, you know it's just and then yeah that's you're right that's was, huge it's huge it affects everything um you know when you're in a state of hypo you're slow so your hair's falling out my skin's and these are all just like the surfacey things that i don't really talk about cuz those are less important to how poorly my joints hurt or how bad my stomach hurts cuz i haven't had a bowel movement in a week type of thing you know it's just a it's a really weird place and to feel so separated from the community and when you do meet someone who's like you those aren't really topics that you're like hey let's let's dive into that but we should <laughs> we should we should we should be able to we need to we need yeah. to yeah i mean i just did a live <laughs> or um, not a live i just posted a igtv what last week on low libido that was brought to my attention that's how i, I found was... you oh nice yeah i um i started getting a lot of i follow my intuition a lot with what i do the Me content too. i put out and i started it came to my radar and that the low libido was a big thing and then i thought to myself oh my gosh how could i forget about that this was a big deal for me too huge and um it was like i just got flooded with posts and information it was coming at me coming at me and i was like okay i got to cover this this is huge i watched this that thank you yeah did. yeah i watched that talk yeah and i had already thought that about. i already I, i already knew and i'm going i'm i'll be 37 this month these aren't things that i feel like i should be experiencing at this age um but what do i know and again we don't as a society we're not talking about we're not talking about it i don't even know what words to put to put behind it we're not talking about having sex i you see how hard it was was i couldn't even say it. we were not having sex or not able to have sex or the uncomfortability of it or you know i'll just go out there and say when you're slow and your skin's dried out and your hair's dried out everything is and it's affects <laughs> everything it affects the comfortability of it it affects you know and when you're inundated with so much and there's so much to work through just in that survival mode those are the things that go to the back burner those are the things that i'm going to get to those but i'm in survival mode today i have to figure out if i can eat what can i eat is my stomach going to let me eat today like what's up girl <laughs> thyroid like, what are like, we doing today or we're... yeah i used to feel like um i don't even know if i can eat because i feel like i should just be drinking a lot of liquids right now so i can poop <laughs> you know yeah and then yeah um, 
Yeah, so I ended up getting a squatty potty because I was I think so... about those every day. Do you like it? Yes, I love it. It, okay. changed, it changed the game changer. It was like, okay. I, I used to have such severe bloating and constipation from foods I was reacting to and the inability to digest, break down, and absorb my food, that um, it would just make you know me look six months pregnant. And yeah. it was so, so painful. And I felt like, it always made me feel like I just needed to do a big poo, but I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like all sorts of uncomfortableness. And so the Squatty Potty came onto the scene and they had these really fun YouTube commercials <laughs> with like a unicorn pooing in rainbow yeah. colors. And so I was like, I don't care, you know, it's 20 bucks. I'm just, I'm going to try it. And so, yeah, it's true. It puts you in a certain position and just helps you relax so you can go better. Yeah. And that actually made a difference. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. But it's so ingenious. Like I'm five two. And any toilet I sit on, like my feet, I, how am I? <laughs> yeah, and it, cool. I've always yeah. been, I've always been this size. I didn't ever reach yeah. out of that size to have the experience. <laughs> and it made me think like, oh, I had, I hadn't even occurred. It, it just yeah. never occurred to me. It just never occurred to me. I've recently been, um, ha have had some talks with people about it. And we've kind of laughed, like laugh about it. But I'm ever since we've had that, even though I laughed about it, I'm like, you know, they're all, they really are on to something. So I'm going to go ahead and invest in one right now. I'll just say it. <laughs> I encourage everyone to good. get a squatty potty. I'm just putting that out here right now. Good, Where, good. You know, the Every community is going to make them, <laughs> make them have to yes. more. <laughs> yeah. We'll create yeah. a whole new business line, business line for them. So yeah, right. I, in my, I, yeah, I slipped into hypothyroidism and I had a question for you. Have you experienced mexedema, the swelling in the face and eyes? It's typical. They say usually in the legs of my eye, uh, the ophthalmologist, when I was complaining about my eyes, he's like, it's usually in the legs, da, da, da. but my primary, I mean, I, I could send pictures to you. My face and my eyes are completely swollen. Have you reached that state or has that have you had no. any experience with that I haven't I know a lot about it and compared to what other women are going through I wouldn't say that I got there but I did mm -hmm. always suffer with a lot of swelling underneath my eyes mm -hmm. and then yeah. I did notice that that was always directly related to something I would eat like um, if I had some dairy, then the next morning I would be really swollen and I would even have some congestion. Um, and then like, yeah, my eyelids up here would be swollen. Everything would just be very swollen and it was always concentrated mm -hmm. in my eyes. Um, but as far as everything yeah. else and a lot of the women I talked to, um, I fortunately never had to deal with that. It was mine was more severe fatigue you know the i called it dragon ass uh, it was like i just couldn't yeah. move you know and then yep. all the gi a lot of the gi 
fear or brain fog when you were when you were saying that I absolutely had that um, I couldn't even put my sentences together to speak I, yes. I would go blank in the middle of talking I couldn't remember shit I felt and I always just you know because you feel so uncomfortable and awkward and that one symptom is so embarrassing it's so embarrassing it's so embarrassing that um, I mean I didn't go back to being a blonde from being like black hair uh, but it, it you know for a minute it was like kind of fun because it's like well I'm a blonde you know like, uh -huh. you just pull it off that way but um, yeah I, um, I, I I don't wish brain fog or memory loss oh. in anyone it is it is it that carves out a piece of your confidence when you feel like you can't 100% or remember and then you just feel stupid and embarrassed and you're just like <laughs> mm -hmm. and yeah. then and then in the back of your mind is that depression <laughs> yeah right so it just exacerbates everything yeah. they all, all each one little thing is just compiling on to the next well i noticed and so let's bring it back to good old soy again. So I had been feeling really well, and I began oh, going to the gym. And I gotta close my window oh, really fast. The gardeners. No worries. No Sorry. worries. No worries. I love your pants. Oh, thanks. <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. So I. It's okay. So I. I had been feeling the best I had felt since the beginning of this journey and I, I started going to the gym. I was working out four or five times a day, like hard lifting, like I'm gonna put some, cause I was, I hadn't gained back the weight from when I lost all that weight from Graves. And I was about, sheesh, two, three months in, I started drinking um, protein, I was bulking up, I started gaining weight back. I got sick again. I hadn't been sick. I got sick again and I crashed into the state of hypothyroidism. I looked at the ingredients and I didn't I I didn't look. And there was soy. Soy and whey inside this protein. And my face, my body. So I think like a trigger for me, I don't know for everybody, but and I know that soy is estrogen. And we have a hormone problem. So I don't know, but I, I am avoiding soy at all costs. And I feel like it triggered me back into this spiral. So now I'm trying to play catch up again. Um, my labs, my T3, my TSH uh, was 27 in March when I got it out of a normal range of 0.4. I was at 27. So it it's, that's what they were, that's what they were contributing to that maxedema that that swelling in my eyes and then I also found a um, ophthalmologist finally I've gone to about four who keep sending me home telling me I have dry eyes and over the course of a year my eyes have been bothering me I've been kind of not able to not able to see at night um, my peripheral is kind of blurry um, lights oncoming traffic's really hard for me to see and the eye doctors kept telling me i was fine go home you have dry eyes put drops in your eye well i my thyroid has now turned its attention to my eyes so i now am experiencing thyroid eye disease and there's a new medication um, which was how i found you because i started uh, hashtagging again and there's a new medication on the market called tapiza 
and it's a infusion medication over um, eight eight injections. It's like the course of six months. It's really hard on the body. Um, not much. It's much like chemotherapy, I suppose. And that's the only um, medication on the market that will stop the progression of of this disease. Um, the other alternative is like the orbital orbital construction reconstruction surgery, where they go in and break and shave off this bone area and make space for your eyes. Um, Which to me, but it doesn't doesn't stop the um, progression. Awful. <laughs> Sounds awful. And yeah. it the other part about it is it doesn't stop the progression. So we make more room. We'll open you up, do all this stuff for you, make more room, but your eyes are still going to have that disease where this Tipeza medication is the first of its kind to stop it. And it's got some pretty heavy-duty um, side effects. Hearing loss, which is one of them, um, which is significant for a person in my field of business um, as a sign language interpreter. I, I need to be able to hear for clients. So it's just um, it's this hard decision to make, but I don't really feel like I have many choices. So I am reaching out to the thyroid community. So if you post this out on your page later and anyone happens to watch this and you are experiencing thyroid eye disease and you have questions or if you have anything like that you could message me in my DM or your DM, get in contact with us. I, I really am looking for someone who's experienced Tapisa. What was it like for them? What, what did the days after look like for them? Did they experience any of the um, hearing loss or hearing problems that are attributed to the side effects? Um, that's what I'm seeking help for um, within the community because it's so new. There's not many reviews. There's not a lot of talk about it and there aren't any blogs yet. Um, wow. So that's just so at a hard. new stage of being lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's scary. Wow. Wow, that is scary. And I'll definitely talk to you afterwards about some things as well, you know, that yeah. we could um, possibly work on together, you know. Great. So, I love that. Yeah. Well, um, I, we better wrap it up. Hi. Hi, Kim. Hi, Troy. Thanks for joining. Um, thank you so much for sharing all of that. You really have been through a lot and you're very strong and that's the one thing that i've realized for myself that you know a thyroid condition does is it just it really brings out the strength and that's why i absolutely do agree and love the hashtag thyroid warriors because that's yeah. it, it does turn us into these very strong powerful women even though we have to go through all of this you know and um, we all are amazing researchers and <laughs> um, and so powerful together yeah talk exactly. about the advocacy that we can do within our community um, exactly. one thing that I one thing that my endocrinologist which he has since retired I don't have an endocrinologist at the moment um, but this gentleman was awesome and he would tell me that he assured me he says a long time ago before there were doctors like me before there was endocrinologists women would come in with thyroid conditions and they were institutionalized because the only explanation wow. that they had for their behaviors was it's hormones women oh you're just kind of crazy you've lost your mind 
And I can attest to that. I, I did lose my mind. It felt like I lost my mind. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't hold sentences together. I was angry with my own health, but I was also experiencing just a lack of control emotionally. And it, it really does just testify that it makes you think and behave in ways that appear like you're having a mental psychological break. And that's what we used to think this was. So when you're feeling that way, it's your thyroid. It's not your mind. It's not you. You're not, you're not, you know, you don't need to go to the loony bin. We don't, we're not, we're not doing that anymore. So I just felt like how we've come a long way, but when you're feeling this way to the point where they're institutionalizing you, that we're still going to feel that even though we're, we've advanced so much in medical technology, we know that that's not the truth, but we still, we haven't escaped from feeling like we should be institutional. This is not me. This is out of body. So just knowing that there's, there's other people out there that we can talk to and reach out. This is just a great space to hold because when you have these mental, and this is mental health awareness month as well. So when you're having these, these feelings um, within your psyche, you need people, you know, reaching out to people and having a community like, like you're providing is just ever more important. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I definitely felt like I lost myself. I felt like I didn't know who I was anymore. Like, and when I started reversing everything, it was an incredible feeling to just 